When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today we got an interesting one. Uh, it comes to us from our favorite whistleblower, Emery Smith. And uh, he's been he's done many shows on Gaia about his experience in being a whistleblower and one of the most brave whistleblowers there have ever been, honestly. Um, he tells us about multiple different experiences he's had as a lab tech, a scientist, and, uh, and a worker for um, some of the most secret alien uh, institutions in America. So he this in during this uh, episode he talked about his trip where he was sent to the Vatican by the government to gather information about an aircraft that had um had been shot down however it still functioned so even though it got shot down it it was still functional fun, functioning and what's interesting about it is that he said its shape looked like if you took basically pvc pipes which are like those white plumbing pipes you can see at like any hardware store um put together in a in like a, a pyramid or tetrahedron um and in the middle of this tetrahedron you could see right through it because all of the sides were um translucent you could see right through them in the middle of this tetrahedron slash pyramid uh looking structure was a light a bluish light now he said when anyone got near the object that it it would the translucent sides would basically become opaque they would they would cover up they would cover up with color or i guess a mist or or some sort of opaqueness so that you couldn't see through it so it was a very interesting structure but what's interesting is he stated that it was a structure that they had never seen before and so they wanted to gather some information, and the only location that had information on this craft was in the Vatican. But they were unwilling to send it through wire. They were unwilling to send the information through wire. So they didn't want anyone to capture the information as it was being sent through. So that's the information that I got from watching the episode. Emery stated that he and a couple other scientists were sent to uh, the Vatican, um, it's just civilian clothes, but with the appropriate paperwork and appropriate documentation and badges to uh, go to the Vatican and go eight floors down. 
below ground level. And what's interesting is he stated that once he got on the elevator, this elevator felt like it didn't move. It felt like it was basically standstill. And he was, and when they opened, he didn't even believe it actually had moved, which is interesting. So he gets off and he finds that this place is truly amazing, right? So the Vatican really is its own entity. Uh, if we look up the Vatican, it, you know, it, it, I always had thought that it was, you know, part of Italy, but not necessarily its own kind of city state, but it's its own city state. Um, it's, it's, governs itself the pope is the sovereign of the state and uh, the legislative authority is vested in vatican city itself so that's the interesting thing is that it basically is its own state country city onto itself um what's interesting is they there are departments that deal with health security and telecommunications amongst other matters it's really interesting because to me, you know, basically the Vatican in, in and of itself was, it seems like it was almost created to be, be secretive, to have many of these secrets of history encapsulated in its own city state so that they can govern it. No one can come in and tell them what to do. They can have total rule and authority over how these documents and documents, books and other um, pieces of uh, equipment or items that they find owned and, and governed by themselves. And we'll talk about equipment and individual pieces in just a moment. So what Emery saw when he got off of the elevator, which went seven to eight floors below ground level, was that the elevator opened up into an auditorium-like room. He states that underneath the ground and when they opened this elevator door that the ceilings were six to seven floors tall so it makes sense because he went down seven to eight floors and the ceilings are about six to seven floors tall but he stated that it was completely white like an auditorium except there was glass containers of different sizes different squares rectangles so imagine like walking into an a huge white auditorium with all these all these glass structures and within each glass structure that that are asymmetric asymmetrical to each other right some might be a square some might be a rectangle some might be 20 feet wide some were three feet wide so they were all compartmentalized for their individual needs but as they looked through these items um, as they were walking past these item, items, I should say, because they were there for a specific purpose. They weren't there to just stargaze. They were there to come in, get their information, and leave. But they were able to see these things as they were walking past. And what they noticed was many things. One, there were these these level elevators, so almost like a, a small stand that could elevate you up closer to uh, the level that you needed to get to to see your particular item. So these these lifts, I guess is the right word, would lift one to two people up. They would be doing work within these um, glass containers, um, which held equipment, which held uh, items um, of seemingly extraterrestrial nature, as well as documents seemingly of high importance. But 
what's interesting is the equipment that Emery saw, and, and guaranteed, obviously, Emery is a scientist, so he knows some some technology, and he know he definitely knows a lot about biology and science. So um, he stated that when he looked at these pieces of equipment that he was walking past, it did not look human made. It looked like it was made somewhere else on another planet. Um, and he knows some of the technology that is made on other planets because he was specifically there to find information on the aircraft that had landed <laughs> that was from another planet. So, you know, as much as people want to argue and say, oh, well, you know, just because he didn't know what it was doesn't mean it's not extraterrestrial. Well, Emery does know what's extraterrestrial because that's what he works on. He knows about extraterrestrial uh, equipment and bodies and pathogens and other things that come from uh, outer space. Now, what's interesting is he noticed that everyone that was doing work inside the Vatican, it, well, at least in this this portion, uh, were wearing white lab coats and, and definitely trying to keep it a somewhat sterile environment. Uh, so that was interesting as well. Um, and he stated that there were many people moving about, gathering information um, for their own purposes. Um, so what's interesting is they were guided by a guide once they got down into into this uh, basement area, archive area, and they were guided directly to the book's and scrolls which had the information about this particular craft that they were trying to figure out more information about. They were trying to figure out how to interact with it, maybe where it came from, why it's here, right? So this thing didn't have occupants, at least other than the light, um, that they could communicate with. So they were hoping to maybe communicate with the light. They thought that maybe the light was uh, an, an intelligent being, and maybe it was... Um, you know, needed to be communicated with in a certain way. So they're trying to gather information. And as they were guided by this particular guide, they were taken to another room where they were shown a book, which had the same craft within it. And these librarians would flip the pages for them. They had particular gloves on to keep these books uh, safe and secure uh, and healthy because these books deteriorate over time. So not all this stuff was digitized it's all still in book form um so they flipped the pages uh emory and the other scientists were able to um review them gather the the required information and then they were shown another document that had the same exact craft on it this other this other document though was hundreds of years old maybe even older than that it could have been even up to a thousand years old um, or maybe even older, um, he stated that it was it was uh, on it was a scroll that was written by a monk, um, which had the exact same uh, craft on it, as well as some physics calculations and some other information that this monk was able to gather from uh, this type of craft. So it's truly fascinating because the guide must be completely aware of the type of craft that exists for these guys to be able to guide Emery and, and the scientists to these books. What's also also interesting is 
these guys must know <laughs> almost every craft that's out there. So the guys that are working for the Vatican, at least down in this sub subterranean area, this this uh, uh, archived area, must know quite a bit about alien craft and alien alien species to be able to show individuals around to the appropriate place when asked, right? So these guys, you know, may know more about certain aspects than even our own government uh, may know, which is interesting. Just something to think about. I mean, our own government knows a lot, but these guys that are archiving all this stuff in the Vatican, they have their own information and, and they have a lot of it, a lot of it. And that's the, that's the fascinating thing is that we think, oh, well, America's got so much of the technology that's craft, well, or that's crashed from the craft. Well, what about Vatican? What about China? What about Russia? They have their own facilities with their own equipment that's crashed, their own documents um, and information. You know, the Vatican's not the only one. It's just that the Vatican is willing to share what they have with certain segments of governments, you know. Not the not the public, <laughs> which is interesting, but certain segments of the government that need to, to see this information. Now, Emory's not the only one that's ever seen this. Um, there was a lawyer that was working for um, the Jesuits, uh, and he was part of the Disclosure Project, um, and came out and, and talked about the fact that he was also brought down into the archives, maybe not the same archive, but a different archive to gather information about... A certain craft as well and uh and report back um however um, he was able to write down symbols that were on a particular piece of uh an aircraft that had crashed and brought it back but they when he left he stated that the guards didn't want him to have anything anything you know taken out or any information written down so he kind of like wrote it on the back of a pad and he flipped through the pad to show them that there was nothing in the pad, nothing written down, but he didn't show them the back of it, which is pretty ingenious. Um, so it, there may be some different rules and regulations for different people from different organizations. Maybe some can be eyes only. Maybe some can gather the information and write things down. Um, Emery didn't state that he wrote anything down necessarily, so it could have been that he was even eyes only too. Um, but... Anyway, so moving forward, what's really interesting is like that, that scroll that, you know, was like on a parchment paper or, you know, the real thin, like, um, like, what do they call it? Like goat skin or something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's super, it can be, it can, it can last a long time, but it can also be pretty fragile as well. So they have to be pretty careful with that stuff, but it can last thousands of years, um, uh, if, if taken care of properly. Um, he wasn't given the date on that, that monk's document, um, but he did say it, it, it was definitely hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, so that's what's fascinating to me is that even hundreds and hundreds of years ago, we understood physics and we understood how to write down, you know, general mathematical principles, um, the, the, the physical properties of the craft, how it might have operated, how they saw it operate, that kind of thing. Um, and our our history is within books um, and we are gradually starting to move toward digitization of those books but it's it does take a process 
and does take time. And there's some documents they just don't want to make digitized um, for fear of being hacked, for fear of information getting out to other people. Because remember, information is power. So that's a that's a very important thing to remember. Um, so they were they were also moved into a different room um, to look at another book. And in this other room, it's really fascinating that they, he states that there were hundreds of tall three to six foot diameter, um, but extremely tall, like 20 feet tall, um, tubes that were gas powered. And he states there was hundreds of them and they all had books on columns. So the gas power would would bring up or down the book in these tubes and allow you to review them. The gas within them would allow the books to maintain uh, health um, and and to maintain their uh, integrity. And he was able to review another book that had uh, this information about this particular bizarre PVC-looking craft um, and, and bring it back. Now, what's interesting to me is that he also stated that as they were going back up, he it, he did ask about uh, the glass um, containers on the on the way out that had equipment in them, and he stated, "Is that glass? Because it seems like you wouldn't want to keep something valuable in a glass container, even though it looked like glass." He stated, you know, a plexiglass would make more sense or, or some, so, some sort of other type of glass. Uh, maybe a tempered glass, but this glass didn't look like glass. Uh, it looked different. And the guide told him that it actually wasn't glass, but it was actually a metal that they used. And David Wilcock had speculated that it could have been, you know, some form of highly refined aluminum because aluminum can almost become translucent when it's highly refined, highly thinned and, and, you know, bendable and flexible, but also extremely strong at the same time. Um, so Emery wasn't told what kind of metal it was used uh, or was used to create these glass like containers, but he was told that it was metal instead of glass, but it was see-through like glass and it looked reflective like glass would. So imagine that they have some sort of technology that makes a glass a glass appearance out of metal. I mean, that by itself is fascinating. The hundreds of tubes in the other room that are gas-powered makes me think of a steampunk-like rendition of like a Harry Potter room or something like that. And he actually did mention that it, it gave him like Harry Potter vibes. Because you got to think, you know, something that was gas-powered to protect these books' integrity could have been made hundreds of years, a hundred years ago, right? Um, using copper, using, you know, gas, using um, some other types of technology, you know, brass and that kind of thing. Um, and so it, he didn't, he didn't go into full detail about like, you know, what those tubes were contained or, or were made out of like the glass was. Um, but he stated it did have that kind of like rustic look, but that it was keeping the integrity of the book solid you know, and maintained, which is fascinating to me. Um, you know, and that's, that's what's really interesting, you know, is that they have this technology there. Vatican is, is its own city state, you know, ruled by the Pope. Um, and all this information is kept 
secret, right? The Vatican Library you can go into, but you can't go into the archives. The archives are special. The same thing with the Library of Congress. You can go into the Library of Congress, but there's areas of the Library of Congress you can't go into either that are below ground. You know, just, just take a look at a National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. Not that everything in that movie is, is accurate, but it is accurate that there's places that you can't, you can and can't go in these public areas. So, isn't it just super fascinating that only certain people have the capability to observe, review, and and bring information out of these particular areas? You know, even by special request. You know, you can't, if you're just an average Joe off the street, you can't just request to go into those areas. You have to have special permission. And especially those areas that are seven to eight floors down. So, I mean, it's just totally fascinating. You know, because these books don't necessarily definitively give us proof of aliens. They are merely reports and stories that were written about experiences in these cases. Now, what I also find fascinating is that this craft that they found that was shot down, quote unquote, although still fully functional, is something that they they really didn't have on record. This is something that they were going to uh, examine, obviously, and try to figure out what was going on, but they didn't have anything on record, which blows my mind because you would think that the sheer amount of time that's spanned since like Roswell that we would have kind of a good collection of craft, of species, and, and so forth. But we're still getting new craft and still getting new species visiting Earth. That's what's fascinating to me. And that's, that's where there will never be an end to the amount of information or amount of possibilities out there because there's just so many civilizations that could live just within the Milky Way galaxy alone, not to mention all the billions of other galaxies that are out there. So, I'll leave you with that. What do you think about this story? Do you think Emery was making it up? Do you think that a craft that looked like it was made from, you know, one solid piece of PVC, uh, not just like it had joints from, you know, Ace Hardware or something like that, but, uh, you know, some solid craft with a light emitting inside of it and then going opaque as you neared it to give itself protection or whatever the case was, um, is a real thing. And does the Vatican actually have all these interesting documents about alien craft that date back thousands of years uh, at the ready for governments when they need them? And what about all the strange equipment that there was, that was behind these quote-unquote glass containers? You know, what, what is that equipment? And what were all the people down there doing? And who do they work for? Do they work for the Vatican? Do they work for other governments? Do they, you know, are they scientists? Were they, were they aliens maybe, you know, even just reviewing what we have? You know, I mean, there's so many possibilities down there. Um, and aliens don't have to look different than us. There's plenty of alien species that look almost identical to humans. So the possibility for you to just walk past someone and them potentially being an alien it is a high probability. There could be a small, slight difference, like maybe with the, you know, the ears or maybe with like a little bit of difference in the eyes or something. You could clearly walk past somebody 
you know, and not look directly in their eyes and just be like, okay, that's human and human size, human sized person. I'm not going to pay much else attention to them. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's possible too. So fascinating story on multiple fronts and the fact that there's this craft that they went to the Vatican, that the Vatican has all these different pieces of alien technology and documentation about different craft, that there's people down there that are working on this documentation that are guiding individuals to the correct place to find this information that know all about this. It's just mind blowing. There's just so much information in this particular story. Uh, blows my mind. Super fascinated. And I just want to learn more. So hopefully you guys were able to learn a little bit and have a little bit of fun and, and you know, continue to learn about this amazing phenomenon that is the UFO alien phenomenon. Uh, so hopefully you guys are taking care of your spiritual health, your physical health, your emotional health. Prioritizing those needs are important. Uh, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, whatever they may be. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. I'm going to be bringing some more episodes in uh, for the members-only area because uh, there are some, some people that are definitely supporting. I truly appreciate that and want to bring them some special uh, podcasts. So if you'd like to join, you know, right now it's it's at a really low cost, uh, you know, and I appreciate everyone that's, that's jumped in and, um, you know, it's just taking a lot of time to... Uh, locate right down and gather all this info so i want to bring you good quality content uh it's just takes takes time you know and and in it it's important information that needs to be sent out into the universe sent out into our communities so that we know what's going on so anyway guys take care of yourselves and continue to question the universe around you until next time lockdown universe out mm -hmm.